Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, as we just completed the last peak week of the earnings season. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is the price reaction to positive and negative earnings surprises reported by S&P 500 companies. But first, let's provide an update for the second quarter earnings season for the index. The number and magnitude of S&P 500 companies reporting positive earnings surprises continued to rise over the past week. As a result, the earnings growth rate for the second quarter is higher today compared to the end of last week and compared to the end of the quarter. However, both the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises are still below their five-year averages. On a year-over-year basis, the S&P 500 is reporting its lowest earnings growth since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the second quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the second quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. Overall, 87% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the second quarter to date. Of these companies, 75% have reported actual EPS above estimates, which is above last week's percentage of 73%, but below the five-year average of 77%. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 3.4% above estimates, which is above last week's percentage of 3.1%, but below the five-year average of 8.8%. As a result, the index has a higher earnings growth rate for the second quarter today, relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the second quarter is 6.7% today, compared to an earnings growth rate of 5.8% last week and an earnings growth rate of 4% at the end of the second quarter back on June 30th. As a reminder, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in multiple sectors, led by the energy and healthcare sectors, were substantial contributors to the increase in the earnings growth rate over the past week. Upper revisions to EPS estimates and positive earnings surprises for companies in the energy sector have been the largest contributors to the overall increase in earnings for the index since the end of the second quarter back on June 30th. If 6.7% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the second quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the second quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In the second quarter of 2021, the S&P 500 reported year-over-year earnings growth of 91.7%, which is the second highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since 2008. Companies also continue to face macroeconomic headwinds, including higher costs, supply chain disruptions, labor shortages, and the military conflict in Ukraine. At the sector level, six of the 11 sectors are reporting year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 299%, the industrial sector at 28%, and the material sector at 13%. On the other hand, five sectors are reporting year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the financial sector at negative 25%, the consumer discretionary sector at negative 18%, and the communication services sector at negative 14%. 
The blended net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the second quarter is 12.3%, which is above the five-year average of 11.2%, equal to the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.3%, but below the year-ago net profit margin of 13.1%. Looking ahead, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 5.8% in the third quarter and 6.1% in the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 8.9%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 17.5, which is below the 5-year average of 18.6, but above the 10-year average of 17. It is also above the forward P.E. ratio of 15.8, recorded at the end of the second quarter, as the price of the index has increased while the forward EPS estimate has decreased since June 30th. And during the week, 23 S&P 500 companies, including one Dow 30 component, are scheduled to report results for the second quarter. High-profile companies expect to report earnings during the week include Walt Disney. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is price reactions to EPS surprises. As we previously noted, 87% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported earnings for the second quarter. Of these companies, 75% have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate, which is below the five-year average of 77%. In aggregate, earnings have exceeded estimates by 3.4%, which is also below the five-year average of 8.8%. Given this underperformance relative to the five-year averages, how has the market responded to positive and negative earnings surprises reported by S&P 500 companies during the second quarter earnings season? Well, at this time, S&P 500 companies that have reported positive EPS surprises have seen a larger price increase than average. Companies that have reported positive earnings surprises for the second quarter have seen an average price increase of 2.1%, two days before the earnings release through two days after the earnings release. This percentage increase is much larger than the five-year average price increase of 0.8% during this same window for companies reporting positive earnings surprises. In fact, if this is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the largest average price increase for S&P 500 companies reporting positive earnings surprises for a quarter since the third quarter of 2019. One example of a company that reported a positive earnings surprise in the second quarter and saw a substantial price increase is Netflix. On July 19th, the company reported actual EPS of $3.20, which was above the mean EPS estimate of $2.95. From July 15th to July 21st, the stock price for Netflix increased by 18.4%. In addition, the market on average hasn't punished S&P 500 companies that have reported negative earnings surprises. Companies that have reported negative earnings surprises for the second quarter have seen no price change on average two days before the earnings release through two days after the earnings release. This percentage is well above the five-year average price decline of 2.4% during this same window for companies reporting negative earnings surprises. In fact, if 0% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the first time the index has not seen a negative price reaction on average to negative earnings surprises reported by S&P 500 companies for a quarter since the first quarter of 2009. One example of a company that reported a negative earnings surprise in the second quarter, but witnessed an increase in price, is Amazon.com. On July 28th, the company reported actual EPS of a loss of $0.20, which was well below the mean EPS estimate for a profit of $0.12. However, from July 26th to August 1st, the stock price for Amazon.com increased by 17.9%. So why is the market rewarding positive earnings surprises more than average and punishing negative earnings surprises less than average? 
Well, one factor may be that S&P 500 companies have been less negative in their outlooks for the third quarter than average. In terms of earnings guidance, 58% of the S&P 500 companies that have issued EPS guidance for the third quarter have issued negative guidance. This percentage is below the five-year average of 60% and below the 10-year average of 67%. Perhaps the market is responding more to the earnings outlook for the current quarter rather than the earnings performance of the prior quarter. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. Please note that the Earnings Insight podcast will be on hiatus for the next three weeks. The next edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast will be posted on September 6th. (music) 